Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. babysitting our little uh, grandson, Merritt, a number of times, and he started, he was just four pounds, eight ounces at home. Now he's like 12 pounds, and he's growing. I grew up, now please hear me with the heart that I'm going to say this, because it's necessary to get in the Word of God today. You could have grown up as not going to church at all. I've met people who've never been into church before, church service, never, okay? Then you got Lutherans. You got Baptists, you got, and I can name off a whole bunch. And then I grew up Catholic, okay? So my reference comes from there, and so it is religion that I'm talking about, not a competition of putting anybody down. But I grew up going to First Communion, second grade, going to church with mom who played the organ in the choir loft uh, at St. Mary's across from UNO. And we were in the choir loft most of the time, and that's all of us, all five of us. We grew up, we went to St. Margaret Mary's, so we had the nuns and the priests on a regular basis. We had religion, catechism aimed at us. And so when I got to be old enough in fourth grade, the Mass was still in Latin, and so I spent a year studying Latin to be able to do Latin Mass when I got old enough in sixth grade to be an older boy. Then I became an older boy. My mom's playing... all summer long, what did you do? I went with my mom virtually daily to the 645 Mass. And I got to be a lector who read the epistles. And when I was 19, I was ordained by the Archbishop of Omaha as an extraordinary lay minister, which means I could hand out communion. They had just started doing it. I was the youngest one in the Omaha Diocese, first one of that age group. What I'm saying is I was a Catholic's Catholic. I was in it. And then I got born again. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have scripture for it. I just know that I met him, and things became really different. How did they become different? Very easy to tell you. I spent all that time serving a God I did not know, somewhat out of fear but also out of religiosity. And then I met him. I told my mom, I will spend the rest of my life getting to know him, not doing the form. And so, again, from whatever background you had, I'm not picking on anybody. This is just my story. I was in the seminary to be a priest. You get that turned on to Jesus, you become a priest if you're Catholic. And I was that turned on. So I went in seminary. And he told me it was not for me, and I needed to leave when I left. What happened? I went to a charismatic Holy Ghost Catholic meeting, and I met Deborah, and we've been together virtually ever since. Took her out a couple weeks later, Sunday, to the next Sunday, we were engaged. One week. I was a little slow. She knew Tuesday, I knew Wednesday, I just didn't have the guts to ask until Sunday. (laughs) I'm always a step behind her, you know what I mean? So... She doesn't have a Catholic background. She's got Christian Missionary Alliance. And there's a thing that came to town called the Full Gospel Businessman. It is sweeping the country during the charismatic uh, thing. And it took people from all faiths, and the Word of God was being preached. I had never heard the Word of God preached as the Word of God. It was more like an Ann Lander story, Dear Abby. It was 
it, it was, you know, yeah, okay. But I never took God's word as changing me. And for the first time, I have a love for him. I got filled with the Holy Spirit, but I still didn't have any word in me till she took me to this place. And uh, is Hilton Hotel down on 16th and Dodge. You got that long ramp from Dodge Street up to the hotel where you drive up. And we're down there, and I'm hearing Mark 11, 23 and 24 preach for the first time. I'm, my knee got healed. I've never been in a healing line ever. And my knee got healed that was ripped up two years earlier and operated on. And this is totally new to me. You know, I'm so excited. Then I saw on Friday, Fred Price preached about his healing for all. Eleven times in the New Testament, he said he healed them all. He didn't leave any sick for his glory to teach anybody to be a better little trooper. He healed them all. And I watch people walk out of wheelchairs. I watch people who are visibly injured, sick, and not well walk out of that. No phoniness, no TV, no, 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 no. I watched it in utter shock because I was still trying to put in my thinking what happened to my knee. And now this happens. And why is all this important? What I'm going to share today is because walking down the steps, not the steps, but the ramp down, because we had to take on 16th and go down behind uh, the bank building to get our car. Going down there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And it's like, he's right here. But I'm with Deborah and a few other people. They don't hear a thing. I hear it. You know what he said to me? I don't, now we're engaged. He said, I don't want your children learning any of that garbage. You couldn't have asked me or forced me out of the Catholic Church. I was a Catholic's Catholic. You couldn't have done it. But in one encounter with the Spirit of the Lord, all my religious behavior, he called garbage and I've proceeded to try to unpack the garbage stuff of religion off of me and as a teacher and preacher of the word to help all of us grow closer to the Holy Spirit <clears throat> to grow closer in his word and that's how I ended up here didn't plan on it, he did I just followed where he took me and this is where we go why is that important? I've been to the Philippines. I've been to Nigeria. I've listened to other languages and other cultures. I can go in there and realize, I don't know this very well. I don't know this very well. Obviously, I'm a visitor, okay? But here we sit. Later today, we're going to have hot dogs, brats, ice cream, and whatever else. But you know what? We're going to sit there, and we're going to high-five one another, and we're going to laugh at Rick because he'll... His whole posture when he spits it out is just beautiful. We ought to film it. <clears throat> we'll use it sometime. Up, you know. But my point is that we're, we're going to hang out. We're gonna, I'm going to give Jackson a hard time. I'm, I'm going to give Howard a hard time. We're going to have a good time just being family. And it's a time to bring your neighbors. If you never brought them to church, bring them to this. Well, it's not a church service. That's a church service out there when we gather together. That's church two. Because it says in Acts that they are in the church praying daily and in each other's homes breaking bread daily. Gathering together is important. 
So, I've been to these places where I stick out. But here today, I'm going to eat with you. We're going to have a good time. But there's a realm around us that we're very familiar with my flesh and blood, the shirt that I'm wearing, which is pretty cool, don't you think? My wife bought it for me. I'm giving her credit, okay? But my point is this. We're aware of one another when we hug each other's neck, when we kid each other. There's another realm around us as Christians that we cannot be foreigners coming to every once in a while. We're supposed to live in both lanes, if you will. Not only doing the physical, but following the Holy Spirit, hearing Him, seeing. Now, I spent two weeks ago, we talked about what are you expecting in your walk today? Are you expecting today to be one of the best days of your life? This week? This month? How about to the end of the year? What in God's word and his promises are you expecting? Then I went to prayer. Because prayer is more than now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul will take you five steps before I get anything. Thanks to the grub, yea, God. All that stuff. That sounds funny, and it is to that degree. But it is also a picture of how many people's prayer life is not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be communion. It's supposed to be comforting. It's supposed to be he's edifying and teaching. You can't learn anything if you don't sit down with the teacher. Well, I want my kids to learn. Get them to school. I need to grow up in the Lord. Well, get them in God's word in the presence of the teacher, and you will grow. You will grow. I'll grow. So I'm going to work on today something that I learned in the hospital that I always thought I learned, but I got to relearn it. Anybody relearn stuff every once in a while? Okay. My John Wayne behavior came out big time in the hospital. There's no right or, it's only right or wrong. There's no gray area with John Wayne. And he states it. And I started calling it, you have to have an attitude of faith. You need to develop an attitude. You develop the attitude, not, you love people. That's not a problem. You be nice to people, great. But inside you, you have to have an attitude that I'm on an assignment, I'm ready to fight for what I believe in. I'm ready to stand for what I believe in. And that is another realm other than just sitting there in a hospital bed. That's where miracles happen when you are in an attitude of faith. And so I'm going to give you three words today that you have to take it. Uh, Roger, stand up, would you? Would you just turn to people when I will you flex and show them how big you are? Look at that man. Gee, I remember when he was just a little high school twerp. Look at that. Thank you, brother. <laughs> he knows I love to harass him. But why is that? We can take a look at muscles. I know by being in a bed for seven months, not only did they take this leg, and now I got all kinds of muscular work to do for what they cut, but I also lost all this arm and shoulder strength because I, I'm laying there. My muscles lost. Okay? So I now I have to build up. I have to get stronger physically. I want to talk to you about being stronger spiritually. 
in that realm that you walk in as well as feeding your face when you want to. And here are the three words we're going to cover today in the short time that I have. And we're going to talk about strong, strength, and power. Because I only took a small portion of what's available that oftentimes we don't pay enough attention to. Okay, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, Wait in Jerusalem till you be endued with power. The guys who ran away at the cross are now going to be endued with power and they start healing the man who couldn't walk. They stand with boldness. They don't care. Because they know, said, silver, gold, I don't have it. But such as I do have, I will give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand and walk. Every one of us, born again, spirit-filled believers, have been endued, given power in that other realm for us to walk in and use. Not to be a fruity, nutso, crazoid Christian. Blah, blah, blah. We're talking about really have an attitude of faith, really know how to pray. By the way, when David was, Ziklag happened, which I talked about last week in prayer, his 600 men wanted to kill him. He comes out of prayer, and they saw something on his face. They quit saying, we're going to kill him. We'll go with him and recover all. I want that kind of experience daily for you. How do you know what happened daily? What happened with David and Goliath, he was ready for the battle. It happened for Ziklag. But there's going to be a battle with Absalom towards the end. And Ahithophel betrays him. And Absalom didn't take Ahithophel's counsel. He took someone else's. And Ahithophel went out and hung himself. A commanding general experience. Been with, he said, if David gets alone with God and rests and enters into his presence, there's no way we're going to beat him. That general hung himself. I want that in my life in your life, that when you come out of prayer, that arena of faith is so real to you that as you walk through your day, he's using you to be a difference maker. So strong, it means to be empowered. It does not mean muscles. He empowered me. I don't have to do that. I just have to act on what I have. He gave it. Amen? In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, this is out of the Amplified. So, I am well pleased with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in my human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. And when you are narked up and you go through the operations I went through... You, it's not going to be by my strength that my head and my heart are on right. And I'm willing to have an attitude of faith, not quit. So I know that bat, it says storms of life, Jesus talked about it, have your house built on the rock, storms of life will come. Every one of us have experienced stuff we wish we had not. Sometimes it's a disappointment and a loss of a loved one. A grandma and grandpa. My grandma died on my birthday. My great aunt died on my birthday the next year. The year following that, I wonder, here comes my birthday, who else is going to die? I'm only eight years old. 
That happened. I can't change that. But the other things that have happened in my life, having been betrayed, if you're a pastor, you can't please everybody. I got news for you. People lie on you. Have you ever been really lied on and hurt? When that stuff happens, if I just live within this muscular Roger Hester muscle-bound guy and not in the realm around where when I'm weak physically, I'm strong. Yeah, I can't walk. Yeah, I need help to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I need all that. But I ain't weak. No, I'm not weak. Amen. X, let's see, 1 Corinthians 16 is a good one. I'm going to macho up on you just a little bit. Here comes a John Wayner. Chapter 16. And this is verse 13. Amplified. Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. In God, respecting this, his precepts, and keeping his doctrine, his sound word. Act like mature men and be courageous, be strong. The King James, I like the word, quit you like men. Every one of us, quit our whining. Here's my Christmas wish list, God. Just fill these in and you and I don't have to talk until next year. He's not Santa Claus to us. He's daily with us. And talking to us. And helping you. And anyone who's been a parent, you know that as you hold that baby, you see that little kid go to school for the first time and all that, how important it is that you have spirit-filled daily experience to be the parent that you're supposed to be. And when I come to church, well, I don't have any kids. You got a family. We be here. Every one of us are gifted by God and part of a puzzle, we need the whole puzzle together. Without that, you don't have the complete picture. I need you to help me enjoy my life. And I will help you enjoy your life. Amen? Ah, oh, time-wise, I'm going to skip a few of these. But Romans 15, 1 and 2, be spiritually strong. You who are strong, bear the weak, it says. You who are spiritually strong, bear the weak. So I'm not expecting someone who just came in and has never heard the word of faith to do the same things that I do. But I will work with them and watch them grow up and mature. And I will use my sphere of faith and strength to help them. There was a time I didn't know Diddley or Bo. I didn't know either of those guys. Open the word. I didn't know that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you're saved. Nobody taught me that for 20 years of my life. So someone comes in here. They've never been in a church like this. I don't expect them to be strong yet. But I expect them by being involved with this to get stronger and stronger because more than that, they're involved with God. Amen? Amen. Abraham 4, 19 and 20. When God told Abraham... He's going to be the father of many nations. It says he didn't stagger at the promises of God. I want to tell you, when it says you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, don't stagger at the promise 
of God. When it comes to the favor of the Lord on your life. People do stuff for me not knowing I'm a pastor. They do stuff for me all the time just to be nice to me. Including the famous quote, I don't know why I'm doing this. And in my heart I go, I know exactly why. Because God's favor. You fight for that. Or why don't you have a grumpy life and just complain and have people treat you bad? No. Not doing that. Not doing that. Abraham did not stagger at the promise. It says he was strong in faith. How do you get strong in faith? More word in, more word out, corresponding actions. That's how you got born again. That's how you're going to change things in your life. More word in, more word out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth will speak. It comes out your mouth. Say unto yonder mountain. Say unto the sycamine tree. Say. Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. That arena of the spirit around you. You are a spirit man. And every day you cannot just pay attention to your mind and your flesh and its appetites. You also are 24-7 a spirit man as well. And we must grow and mature in being aware of that every aspect, every day of our life. I'm having fun. I hope you are. In Ephesians 6, verses 11 through 19, says, put on the armor of God. Now, if you're in that day and age, you got the helmet, you got the breastplate, you got your feet shod with the preparation, you got the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God praying. Just before he says, put on the whole, he didn't say put on half of it. The helmet of salvation, make sure you understand you are saved from what you used to be. That man died and all things become new, it says. Amen? But it says there in verse 10, Be strong in the power of His might. Not in my ability. I'm gaining more and more all the time, doing more things for Deborah. I can pick stuff off the floor. I can do this, and I'm gaining. But that's my ability. I'm supposed to be strong in the power of His might. And you do that when you stand up when life doesn't agree. No, No, I'm not having that. No, I'm not having that. I won't do that. No, no. Life tells you, hey, Deborah and I, we've been in a relationship. I believe we got in a covenant marriage between Jesus, me, and her. It's not a relationship. But we're in a relationship. Let's just take a break. No, no, that's what the world says. No, I know what the word says. We became one spirit, one flesh by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's a covenant. I say no to the world's idea of marriage all the time. And I see the destruction it does in people's hearts, in their lives. It's, it just, uh, this is a five-letter word, it just sucks. I hate to see people hurting. They don't have to. I'm having a good time, hopefully you are too. Okay, 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, it simply is telling you, be strong. You young men, be strong. You young ones in the Lord, be strong. <clears throat> be strong again. Be strong again. And it says there, your spiritual strength, it is the Word and the Holy Spirit working together. It is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit working with you, teaching me, teaching you how to walk. 
and nobody has your life. I don't have it, you don't have mine. So that teaching, although I can do this in general, you're still, you're going to walk every day. You're going to walk every day and learn. Amen? Second word, strength. It means in the Greek, the possibility of miraculous power. Well, this is for whosoever believes, not for the pastor or some special person. This is for the saints, you all, usins. Miraculous power is available to us in this realm that we walk in. If we never tap in, turn on the computer, you don't get the benefit of the computer. If you don't tap into the Holy Spirit walking in your life and the Word, you're not going to get the benefit of it. We buy a car, I have no idea how to do that. I, how do you get the radio on on this thing? Read the manual. Oh, I have a manual right here. Read the manual. Read the manual. Psalms 31, I'm not going to turn there. I'll just tell you, I love this one. It just says, Psalms 31, verse 24. Be of good courage. God will strengthen you. Whatever you see out there that causes you to pull back, maybe be afraid, be of good cheer, of good courage, because our God will strengthen you. He's not going to give you a bigger bicep. He's going to grow inside that what you're seeing is not going to be able to defeat you. You. You can do it, son. Yes, sir. But look at it. It doesn't matter. I see it. Yes, sir. No problem. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to go to verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Stop there. Riches of his glory. If you just meditate, his glory. When the angels announced the baby to the shepherds, it said a multitude. That's a thousand angels. When one showed up, the light was so big. Try a thousand of them. Now think of heaven, his glory, and there are millions, too many to count, that radiate his glory. Just think of that for a minute. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit, in the inner man. Now I have a therapy coach. Her name is Allison. She is a slave driver. The one I had before her, her name is Jess, and she I refer to her as Jess the terrorist. She's tough on me, but I need them to be tough. I want to be pushed. I have a physical therapy coach. He just said you're going to get strengthened in the inner man with might. By the Spirit of God. That's how much He wants us to grow. Every one of us. It's not a competition, but it is a relationship. Amen. I'm having fun. In 2 Timothy 4, which you don't have to turn to, this one's easy to tell you. Paul's all by himself. 
a guy named Alexander the uh, coppersmith has stood up in the city and turned the city against Paul. He was doing really good till this guy evidently can really talk, and he now has a riotous crowd, and it's Paul. And it says here, everyone deserted me. I was all by myself. You got a riotous multitude. They're talking, killing you. And you know what? My men boogied. What's going to happen? Oh, it was real simple. It says, and the Lord strengthened me. Stood by and strengthened me. He's just standing there, this huge thing, and the Lord strengthened him. He's not afraid. He stood up and bowled him, and they couldn't kill him. Okay, y'all know this, Philippians 4, verses 12 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do occasionally half on a good day, 60-70%. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does he strengthen me? Hanging out with him. Good friend of mine, Pastor Charles Neiman. I don't look anything like him. I've been asked at least four times, are you Charles's brother? How did that happen? Because I hang out with him. I get strength by being around him. I'm encouraged. He's an incredible man of God. I get encouraged by hanging out. Hang around with Jesus. Hang around with the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to all that stuff on the radio, you know, and all the junk you don't need to. Concentrate on the stuff you need to pay attention to. I've, I've told uh, someone today, when, I, when we had the kids at home, when I'm leaving, no matter how tiring or trying of a day it was, I knew in the car ride from wherever I was to I got home. When I get home, I'm going to be a husband, I'm going to be a dad. And so I spent time before the Lord to prepare me. He strengthened me. I had a bad day. Some jobs went bad. I lost $1,000. What are you going to do? I'm going to be strength, strengthened in the inner man and go home and love on my family. And I'll get up tomorrow and battle again and win. Really? Yeah. I can do all things. All things. Colossians 1. Let's go there. We're real close. Colossians 1. And that'll be verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Don't you just want to please him? Nobody wants to be a screw-up. I wanted to please my dad whenever I could. One day when I got in trouble, he said, don't ever embarrass our name again. Never forgot it. Kept me out of a bunch of troubles that other guys got into. I'm not going to embarrass my name. I want to please my dad. He's the best man at my wedding because it is term is best man. That's my dad. Okay, here goes. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I want to know more of how he is, how he works, how he talks to me, what he wants me to do. I want to fulfill why he created me. I solve problems for my God. He gifted me as he's gifted you to solve problems. 
to win souls, to demonstrate his goodness, his kindness, and his power every day. Every day. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience, longsuffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. We have an inheritance. Let's cash in on it. There's power available. There's something about knowing that you prayed about this and it was you and him and this happened. My favorite story on this, we didn't have food. We were fasting for three to four days when we were first married because we didn't have food. I'd rather declare a fast because there's nothing to eat. Saturday afternoon, one o'clock-ish, I just had it. I fed up. We're standing in the little hallway in our little house, and we pray, and I ask the Father, we want to go out to dinner tonight. And I got bold enough in him to say, we want to go to the wine cellar in the old market. They have fondue. We like fondue. And we want to go to the wine cellar tonight. That's 1-ish, 1-30-ish. 4 o'clock, same day. Didn't talk to another person. Scott, a friend of ours, his mom lives outside Omaha. She's coming in to spend the weekend with him. Scott says, hey, we've, I've told my mom all about you guys, and we want to go to dinner with you. We've got reservations at 6 o'clock at the wine cellar. Nobody but my father heard that prayer. They paid for it. We didn't have money. If we had money, we would have food. <laughs> Point, when you have your prayers, and you know it was you and him, and there's the answer. There's the breakthrough. There's the healing. You know that you know that you know it was just you and him. Something about strength comes inside me. You know, I can tackle more than that. I can go after more. I can do more. Amen? Amen. Strength with all might. Next word. Psalms 34, 19 just says this. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Well, I don't want to know about that. Many are the afflictions. Because it's out there in this world. It's out there. But it says, the Lord delivers them all from all. Delivers them all. Yeah, junk happens out there. Yeah, things aren't nice. But my God delivers them all. Oh, I'm going to win no matter what. I have an attitude of faith knowing that I'm strong in him in the power of his might in the arena that I walk in. Not just this body, but in what I walk in. And you are, nobody go through what I went through. I'm just saying this experience I'm even more aware because I have had in the past some physical limitations, less and less all the time, but I'm aware much more of things around me than I was before because I count on him more than ever. Now I'm going to run through these. Uh, Acts chapter 1-8, I've already used, you be endued with power. you got power right now. Our son James got filled with the Holy Ghost. And our older son, his oldest brother, Micah, was giving him a bunch of static. It just 
teasing him around like he had a shop core or something like that. And James turned around and just smacked him. We didn't allow punching. That's the only time James would smack the bigger, older one. James just let him have it and backed Mike up, and he had tears in his eyes. And he, this came out of James. Micah, I've received power. We had to explain the Holy Ghost doesn't make you a superhero that beats up people. But at that young age, five, six, is, that's how he saw it. Every one of you in here, born again, spirit-filled, you've received power. In Acts chapter 6, the church gotten so big, they needed help taking care of the widows and the orphans and feeding people. So they pick out seven guys. Two of them they name out of there is called Philip and Stephen. Stephen was a table waiter. He is an usher. He did the duties. But when he left, he was chosen because it says he was full of faith and power. He did miracles when he left church. I'm wanting us all to do miracles with the power we've been given when we're not here. I'm here to help teach and get us ready to go, but we got to go out there. You got to speak. You got to say. You can't be quiet. The world's not being quiet. They'll shove their junk down your throat every minute they can. So you got to do something. You got to do something. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. Way to go. Acts chapter 10, 38 is how God anointed Jesus. God anointed Jesus. He went around doing good, healing all oppressed. Healing all oppressed. Healing all oppressed. Every one of us, anointed of God, we are to go around doing good and healing all oppressed of the enemy. Amen? Okay, this was so evident that they had power in their life that they would go and preach the gospel locations and signs and wonders would happen. People knew something was different. It was so much so that in Acts 18, a sorcerer named Simon saw that by the laying on of your hands on somebody, they would be filled with the Holy Ghost. Something happened when anointed hands that had something went on someone ready to receive what God has for them. He offered them money to buy. I'll give you, let's say, $100 if you'll just give me this power. He saw that there was power. Anyone in here can lay their hands on somebody as they get born again. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. You can do it now. Every person. He's a table waiter. He's one of Mike's low-ranking ushers. But he's full of faith and full of power. And everybody knew it. In church, yeah, I know that guy. He's full of faith, full of power. How do they know it unless it's being demonstrated? Unless they're seeing, they don't know. He told the people, choose out seven. They chose the ones that stood out. How did they choose them? Because of the power that was in their life. I'm going to give you a strong one, 2 Timothy 1.7. Because this really is important in this day and age. It's strong. Are you ready? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound, disciplined mind. The spirit realm that you walk in, he's given you Power, love, and a sound mind. The world as it is not, does not know how to love. It's tit for tat. Take, you do this, you do this. You make me feel good, I make you feel good. And it's not love. 
love as you lie down your life to protect and help. And everything I have belongs to you. It's not your money, my money. It's our covenant. It's love personified. It's loving Roger Hester. And I love going, Roger that, every time I see him. But it continues on. Deborah Flanagan is a sweetheart to me. She is just a doll. If you don't get to know her, you're making an error. Just huge. The greatest witnessing tool this church has is Harlan Kosky sitting right there. Every moment of every day, he's sharing Jesus wherever he is with somebody. He embarrasses me he's that much of a witness. Okay? Didn't give me a spirit of fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. But of power, of love, and a sound mind. In the United States today, the population that is being medicated for depression because their mind is not working right. Not because of medical. It's the way they process stuff in your mind. Causing fear, doubt, unbelief. Some of it's caused by oppression or someone's abuse. But we have so many people who have no problem believing that by his stripes I'm healed. Yeah, I can see that. But what about the crowns on his head and the blood for our minds to be healed? What about that? I know what it is. We lost a baby girl. I wanted to kill myself. I know what it is to feel like you have no way out. But his love and his power brought me a sound mind and pulled me out of the gutter. Our God has given us not a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. I'm having fun. If you, I hope you are. Okay. The word power means this. The possibility of dunamis, which is dynamite, of miraculous power. The power and strength that he gives you is like dynamite that blows up. But you've got to blow it up. You've got to use it. The power has to be released. How do you release it? Your words, your actions. It doesn't have, say have a church service and have a prayer line all the time. No, how about just a believer? I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I just got to touch them. You really believe that? Yeah, because I have power. I don't know what you got, but I have power. I can put my hands on somebody and they'll get healed. Without doing the religious thing. Yeah, though verily. No, 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 no. Just hanging around. I'm going to get a fist pump. Do it, at, before, do it at the convenience stores. I can't tell you how many cashiers have been healed while I'm going through the line. And they'll tell me. I said, how are you feeling? You know, that was great after I saw you yesterday. I didn't go home. They were going to go home sick. She needs the money. She stayed. She was healed. And I said, you really want to know what happened? She goes, yeah. I said, I'm a believer. Yeah? You're a Christian? I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. Scripture says that I can lay my hands on the sick and they'll recover. I just, put my, I just gave you a fist pump. That's all it was. You got healed. Wow. We're supposed to demonstrate that every day. Well, I'm not you, Pastor Jim. I'm not you. I don't live in your world. But you can demonstrate him every day. Because you've got power and you've got strength in your life that you need to tap. Paul griped because he had this great revelation of grace 
and so the enemy gave him a messenger sent of Satan, a thorn in his flesh. He cried out to the Lord three times, get this demon off of me. God said, my strength is made strong in weakness. But he basically, he didn't say forget you. He said, the very message I have given you is the strength to handle this. Paul gets up and he says, out of all these things, I have been delivered. Paul was feeling sorry that I got this demon inside of me caused all these problems. And God said, my grace is sufficient. When you're weak, I'll make you strong. Come on. He quit whining and crying about it. First Thessalonians, let's go there. See, I want to have a service on a Sunday morning where I don't get to preach because all you, we've got a microphone here and all we've got so many testimonies what God did with you this week. Every slot, every seat, 175 of them in this place is filled because you invite them. If you don't invite them, they won't come. Well, what if they don't come? Do you have favor? Do you have power? Favor? Try being nice. Tell them you'll buy them lunch afterwards. Everybody will come for food. I know Roger would. This is day to pick on, Roger. I'm sorry, man. You're just sitting right, right directly in the middle here. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 5. For our gospel, preaching, the word of God, came not unto you in word only, but it also came to you in power and in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you could talk the Bible, and you have no power. But you can also talk the Bible and power be all over you. The difference is the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. I went to a university and I took New and Old Testament. Not one of them taught me anything but history. There was no power given to me. One man, Mark 11, 23 and 24, Jerry Seville, on a Tuesday night, my life changes. Speak the word, heals, life changes. Cancers I've laid my hand on two people in this church or have been in this church and they have been instantly healed. Doctor verified on the x-ray, one of them was a surgical nurse. Their doctors thought she was playing a game from the first x-ray to the second one and were mad at her. They said, what happened? My pastor laid hands on me and God healed me. Bamo! Yeah, I love that. And I should be able to go, yeah, when I come in here with you all. Because it's fun out there. See, I like the fact that I grew up, they told you when to kneel, when to sit, when to stand. Every, every bit of the service. I can come in here and I can kneel anytime I want. Yes. You can stand anytime you want. You can raise holy outstretched arms anytime you want. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I walk in that realm and so are we. Amen. I love this. This is a sad thing. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Because I've seen it now as a minister. I've seen some people start really strong and then fall apart and fall by the wayside. This is 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This is a true state saying. Nope, I got the wrong one. 2 Timothy, sorry, I'm in 1st. 
2 Timothy 3.1. Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 3, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. He then later says, there are perilous times. Believers won't be believers. They'll go back and suck up to the world's way. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I can finish it this way. They hear the word, but they deny the power. This is what happens to a Christian who's going forward and they run into something and they don't use the power and presence of the Holy Spirit and His Word to deal with it and you step back. You know it gets much easier to step back the next time and the next time. And you end up going to church, Shandai, hallelujah, love the Lord like that, but we cannot deny the power. Cannot deny, I still want to see people get born again filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see him get healed. I want to see demons cast out, and yes, people still have demons. They had them then. The demon didn't go away. They're out there. Yep. Some of you know it all too well from the way you lived life before Jesus. You know the demons are out there. Yep. They're there. Yep. Well, you know what? You cast them out. You cast them out. I love this. Jesus had the, this attitude of faith. Those demons are so scared. Don't cast us away. Put us over in the, in, the, in the swine. Don't. They're scared spitless of Jesus. He gave you his power. You should be terrorizing the kingdom of darkness. They ought to, oh no, no. Howard's up. He's going to make life hell for us today. Yeah. Good play on words there. Demons, hell. Yeah. Y'all missed the joke. Okay. Susan blesses up, we got trouble. We got trouble. Every one of us. Well, I'm not you. Nope, and I'm not you. But I know the one who is in you and empowers you. I know him really well. And I intend to know him weller. Three more scriptures and I'm done. Ephesians 3. Verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Can Jesus do it? Yeah. He made a show of the grave, took the keys, rose triumphantly, and it says that he here to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. If the power that's in us is not released in our life, how will you ever get to exceedingly abundantly? How about just get by or barely make it or I'm always behind? There's a power in each one of us to have exceedingly abundantly. It must be released. I'm not talking about being a fruit or flake or some crazoid. I'm talking about being a Christian. That when they see you, it says they knew they are Christian because they had loved one for another. They turned the world upside down. Upside down. How? The love of God, the power of God. Paul gets bit by a viper, he should die pretty quick. Like, 
They can do the one in uh, Zimbabwe. It's called a two-step. It's also in Australia. Snakes, when they bite you, you got two steps and you're down. He shakes it off in the fire. I love the term. And he shook it off. They're all looking at him waiting. This guy's going to fall over dead. He doesn't fall over dead. Then he goes, heals the main uh, tribal leader's wife. The whole island comes to Jesus because of power demonstrated. Power demonstrated. While we're in Ephesians, go to Ephesians 1. Now see, the scripture does say that the world will look at God's word and consider it foolishness to the world. But it is the wisdom of God unto us who believe. So I expect someone in the world to immediately go, oh, the Bible, oh. No, no, I don't. But I'll take a scripture and I'll employ that scripture in a relationship, in a situation, and all of a sudden there's power with it. And I could change the atmosphere of the room with that. I could change the way the person thinks. I'm in the hospital. We're at restaurant, first time, in the chair, in public. I got to go to the bathroom. Deborah can't come with me. So I roll on up. The door is a big, honking, heavy door. One of those that, to get in. I get in. One stall, sit down. You all know the story by now. I'm over there, in there. I do my business. But while I'm in there, a door opens. Somebody else comes in. The unwritten rule, guys, you don't talk to a man in the bathroom that you do not know. Men don't do that. They will not talk. They'll not make pleasantries. We just don't talk. Agreed? I got nods everywhere, ladies. We just don't do that. I come out, and I, I had a finish. I come out in the chair, and there he's sitting right there right where Susan Bless is, that close, he's in a wheelchair. We look like dueling wheelchairs in the men's room. And he goes to me, how long? I said, September 17th. How long? Lifetime spinal bifida. It's just our lot in life. So no, it is not. Somebody tried to kill me with this sickness, and my God is restoring my life, and I'm winning. So that's a great way to look at it. In his mind, he looked at it, this my lot in life. Somebody just said something of the truth. I threw one shot. I witnessed to a guy in the men's room. The only thing that makes it a better story is I told the Lord, anywhere, anytime, through all this, I will witness for you. He picks a men's room going potty to do it. I think that's hilarious. But you know what? You had a word. I got to insert it. I get to make a difference. If you study this, you can find the exact word necessary to make the difference. Without being churchy. Jesus wasn't churchy when he said, there is a field, there is a man. He just took stuff as he's walking. Here it is. Amen? Okay. Love that. Last scripture, Hebrews chapter 1. I want you to have an attitude. I really do. Loving people, hating the enemy, and be willing to use the power that you have to change it. I'm not going to live a depressed life. 
Watch me. Do I look depressed? Do you hear depressed out of me? No. You're hearing word. Lives change. People's lives change. One of the side benefits of all that the last couple years is that instead of me being always so busy, Deborah and I have had a lot more time together and I've fallen in love with her in a whole fresh way. We've become even better best friends. When we want to give, we both come up with the same number. How do you do that? Holy Spirit and a track record of walking in Him in generosity. We know what the other one's thinking most of the time. Oh, that's just, no, 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 no. Because we both have the same common denominator, a presence of the Holy Spirit in His Word. And His Word is what makes our life tick and should make your life tick, your life tick, wherever you're at. I wish I knew about healing when I was in high school. But I healed some boys on the basketball court in college when I found out. One of them became the baseball coach at UNO. Bobby Harrell played pro ball. He got healed. John Nicely got healed on the court. Every time, this guy named Al, he's an offensive uh, guard for the Omaha Mustangs semi-pro football team. Filthy mouth. And we're in the game, and Al should never dribble a lot. When a big guy dribbles, the ball's on the ground, and a faster person can, he's not happy with moi. Okay, I must have swiped four or five balls. And here comes the God, and here he comes. John Nicely and Bobby and I are playing. We're all Christians, all three of us. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! In a basketball game in the field house at UNO. Everybody's hearing it. Al, I would almost said his last name. Al continues with a mother, you know, and we, praise God, praise God, all through the game. Al is now furious. You're talking 245, 250 pound offensive guard, muscle head, furious. <clears throat> I'm a 175 pound, 5 foot 10 guy that wouldn't last a second. He grabs the ball and walks over to John Nicely and myself and in the game, slams the ball on the court. So stinking mad. He goes, you know, and we thought, here comes the fight. How many fights have I been in before on the court? Here it comes. And he goes, I can say praise the Lord just as much as the other. We finished the game with Al Pallone saying praise the Lord instead of God the rest of the game. On a court, a muscle head, bad mouth. We've got something. We're going to give it. Because you know what Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says? And he is upholding all things by the power of of his word. Everything works by the basis of his word. And in our life, if the word doesn't get in, it ain't coming out. If Facebook goes in, Facebook's coming out. Reality TV show going to come in, it's going to come out. But reality won't heal you or your family. Facebook doesn't help you be full of favor and grow and prosper on the job. None of that stuff. Oh, you know, uh, the bachelor or bachelorette. You're going to find true love, your, your soulmate. Pfft. 
They're not going to teach you how to love the God kind of love to your, your spouse. They're not going to teach you how to love your enemies, which were commanded to do. People who do all kinds of yuck to you were commanded to love. How do you do that? I'm strengthening the inner man. I can blow that off. Well, they shouldn't get away with it. They don't. They're having the fruit of that in their life. Their cursing is not going to curse me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm not planting that stuff. Well, don't your feelings get hurt? When you expect something better out of that person you might know, it hurts you for a minute. But that moron, they, they know better than that. But you know what? Blow it off. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against me? That's what it says. But I want you to live. Men and women, younger and older, doesn't matter. I want you to live in the realm of the Spirit. And when you do, you're going to have some fun. What do they do when the kid you prayed for, his knee's all blown up and the ambulance is coming and it's instantly healed? <laughs> That's a testimony. Let me show you the partnership of God and I'll shut up, okay? That kid was in a dive, he fell off of a high dive onto a cement platform at Two Rivers. He blew his knee out. It was already black, like a bowling ball. We're in the water with Mick and Karen. Diener's our friends. And I go, those people don't know what they're doing. And I hear it inside, you know what to do. Okay? So in front of about 30 people in there, including the lifeguard that I used to date, were you embarrassed? Nope. I didn't care. I knew what I was to do. I went and laid hands on that boy's knee, and it was instantly healed. And I just walked back and got in the water and enjoyed myself. I ran into him in the men's locker room, and he said, because the ambulance, you could hear the ambulance coming. Said, what did you do? You did that Jesus thing on me. I said, I think that you'd rather have Jesus heal your knee than go to the hospital and get your knee cut open and have to recover. He goes, yeah. Well, isn't that a great testimony? In front of people. At swimming in a lake. It's still got it. But it gets better. Two years later, maybe three, I got invited to do a youth camp by a, a Lutheran pastor friend. He wanted me to do the final one on Friday night. These kids have been there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They don't want to hear anything I got to say. I got guys picking their nose, grabbing their crotch. Two of them particularly who were the crowd controller, you know, the, the man in the group. And so I said, forget my message. I'll just start sharing the miracles that I've done. And they're looking like, like that, until this hand comes up. Now the two clowns are over here. The hands where Colonel Felder is. He raised his hand and he stood up and said, what is it? He goes, I'm the boy you prayed for that you just shared. That's the partnership and the fun of it. God uses you here, but he can use it over here, and it can speak again over here and over there. That's so much fun. I love my wife dearly and try to love her according to the word. But to see my kids love their spouses with what they've seen and heard in us, and we don't get the credit because it's his word, but we were able to model stuff that our kids could see. And it's still speaking and will continue to speak. Because I got power. Do you? You got power? 
First of all, are you born again? Have you ever sincerely said, Jesus, become my Savior? If you're here today and you have not, just raise your hand and we'll pray with you right now. Just right where you're at. Because that's how you get into the kingdom of God. That is how you, the power comes to you, is through Him. Okay? The next thing, numerous times in Acts and then in the epistles, it talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, after he rose from the dead, said, guys, go wait in Jerusalem till you be filled with the Spirit. Now, I'm asked to do miracles. I'm already going to heaven because Jesus is my Savior. But he asked me to do miracles and to come in and change things and get breakthroughs. How do you do that? Well, it would be unfair, unjust of Jesus to ask me to do these things if he doesn't equip me with the power to get them done. That would be unjust. And so he equips me with the baptism. Pray for you, like Simon saw, the power comes, hits you, the Holy Ghost fills you. And that arena of power becomes yours. And there's a language available to you called speaking in tongues. It's not goofy. I'm just talking heaven talk. It says when I talk in tongues, I talk to the Lord. I'm talking to God. I'm not talking to you. I can't talk council bluffs. I'm talking to the Lord. Well, that's a third world country. They have their own language. Anyhow, my point is I'm talking to God. And he says when I talk to him there, I will build myself. It's like lifting weights. I will build myself on my most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. If there's anyone here today that would like to get filled with the Ghost, I will lay hands on you and you will get filled. Anyone at all. The choice, you just got to come up right now. And I'll just do it. Anyone. By the way, when the Holy Spirit fell, it fell accordingly as his house. It fell in the city square. What I'm saying was public. It wasn't private. Okay? Uh, Melvin, it's time to get this out of my way. Ha <laughs> ha. Now, you're born again? Yes. Jesus, Lord of your life. Okay? When I lay hands on you, you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And what you're going to find is the teacher, the guide, the comforter, the empower is going to start talking to you in a whole new way, empowering you to do what he brought you together and created you to do. You're going to have his power and his presence in your life to go ahead and do what you were destined to do. Just simply... I, Okay. Heavenly Father, I ask you to fill them with the Holy Spirit. Evidence speaking in tongues. I thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, oftentimes, did you feel the heat on your head with my hand? I can't make that happen. I can't. And I'm not playing games. He just oftentimes gives me that so that I can tell you, you remember that. Like the baptism, you're coming up, you remember that. And you're going to remember, he's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you privately. And you're going to start speaking in another language. Now, I've got a grandson, his name is Merritt. He is going, <coughs> it's not really a great language yet. But he's only three months, right? But he's going to start talking. And he's going to work in a language and learn how to talk. He doesn't start out with, hello, Grandpa James McGaffin III. He's going to go, Papa, Papa, hello. 
you're going to start out and that voice will grow. Just yield to it and go after it. Mine sounds like this. That comes out of a place my head is not, I'm choosing to speak words now. Medically, scientifically, what I just prayed in spirit doesn't come from the same place in my brain. So God's going to talk to your spirit man. He's going to talk to you. And you're going to see some things change. And that power, he equips you to do the job. Now it's time to go to work. Fair enough? Give him a good hand, everybody. Good to have you back. I asked, the Holy, I asked for the Holy Spirit for a number of months. I wanted to talk in tongues. For about four to five months, I tried to con God. I said, I'll quit doing this, and I'll do this, and I'll give more money. In about the fourth month, I was in a room with a bunch of other people, and it just happened. It was all part of just yielding in faith. So I encourage you all, pray in the Spirit more. Pray in the Spirit more. Pray in the Spirit more. Build yourself up. Be strong. Release the power that's in your life to love people, to make a difference, to heal the sick and cast out demons wherever you find them. And you can do it in a, with vocabulary grace and not look like a religious fanatic. Just be you. Just be you. Have some fun. Have fun. I love watching people get healed. I love to see countenances change. I can name five people in here that there's been a significant facial change since pursuing the Holy Ghost and in here in the last five months. It's evident. I've seen people whose health things have turned around. How's that happen? We have an environment of faith, an environment of love. We're not crazy, but we are a family and we have to make room and time for him. And when we do, he'll do what he wants to do. We'll be the Stevens that go out in faith and strength, heal the sick. To do it. Well, aren't you going to retire? I will never retire from loving my Savior. I work for him full time for eternity now. I got no retirement plans. I just want to have the best production I possibly can that will give him glory. And it'll help people's lives. Can I throw one more to you? I had another wake up. The last two weeks I've been praying specifically for my sisters and brother and their spouses. One I love dearly. Don't know if he's saved. He went into the hospital this weekend. And it knocked. It went, Jim... If he's not saved, he'll go to hell. And that's your family. What kind of prayer time investment into their future do you give your family and loved ones? Any parent, I just look at Mike, Michael over there. You're praying every day into the future of your kids. You're determining, you're prophesying their future to walk into. Abraham did it for Isaac prophesying it. See, it works all the time. This is fun. He's crazy. I know I am. 
I'm crazy for Jesus. And I just encourage you as I close, because I'm, I'm way done. Yes, sir. Do you have nine minutes that you could give me and it'll be noon and we're done? So you can come back later. Could you give me nine minutes? I'm giving you what from the psalmist. The Holy Spirit manifested himself in the prophet's life when the psalmist played. I want to play you a song that will motivate you of everything I've said today and that force. Because there's something happens when you hear it sung that is different than it's preaching, but they come together. Go ahead, guys, give me the song. You can close your eyes, you can stand, you can lay down. I don't care what you do, as long as you just listen. It's seven minutes and 51 seconds. It's worth it.
where you're at if you have if you've been sick or you're painting your body take that hand take that hand that's full of power and place it on your body right now release the power the Holy Spirit gives you for wellness for healing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. you dearly to be here tonight and just have fun and, and enjoy the baptisms and then Wednesday night we're taking time just to pursue the, the presence of the Holy Spirit as a family and it's his time so I encourage you to come but today this would be a good day to see Deborah back there with the CDs she make you one but there's a lot of stuff said today you have got to release in your life don't hear the word and then not let it take root. Don't let the enemy come and pick it away because of the hardness of what's going on out there. Let it go into good ground and get 30, 60, 100 fold. Amen? Amen? Amen. Song's a good benediction. Pick up your kids, bring them back later, okay? <laughs> we love you. We'll see you tonight and we'll see you Wednesday.
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.